Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What's better than this? Guys, being dudes here on the Draft Dudes podcast. Nothing. It's Joe Marino, Kyle Krabs, and Chris Schubert from the Draft Network. And we are your hosts here on this Tuesday episode of the show. We're going to continue our December mock draft today. But first, folks, if you want to get in on this sports betting action this season, head on over to Bet Online. It is your number one spot to lay down some cash on sports this year. And they've got you know, football, basketball, NHL, boxing, UFC, even those Vegas casino games. And you got to check out their newly updated website. If you do, head on over, sign up today. You'll get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use our promo code BLEAV50. That's B-L-E-A-V-5-0. BetOnline is where the game starts. Kyle, I, I hadn't seen you this happy in a while. Victory Tuesday here on the show. Club dub. It's got Joe Marino in it. It's got Chris Schubert in it. And now we can confirm it's got Kyle Krabs in it for another week as well. So, yeah, we're we are flying high today. We are having a good old time. And I'm not going to sink too much of everybody's time. You want to hear my thoughts on the Dolphins game? Go listen to Locked on Dolphins, right? But like the stat that I had coming out of this game that I just could not believe Chris is going to put me up on video as a monologue here, but this is actually has nothing to do with the dolphins. It has to do with Notre Dame quarterbacks. Did you guys see this yeah, stat? It's unbelievable. Yeah. Chris, did you see this stat? I did see this statistic. Yes. I, my, my roommate actually tried to quiz me on the answer and I, I stun locked myself because he gave me information about Jimmy Clausen winning a game. And I stun locked myself into thinking that it could not have been Brady Quinn who won a game more recently than Jimmy Clausen. I, I broke my brain trying to figure this out. So N- Notre Dame quarterbacks, and we talk all the time, don't, don't scout the helmet, right? Mm-hmm. Like, God damn, there might be something to this. <laughs> the golden domes. The golden domes. Stay away no- from the QBs. Notre Dame quarterbacks are now 0 and 24 in their last 24 starts at the NFL level, which is just a mind-boggling number to consider. How, how many of those are Deshaun Kaisers? 16? Probably. But even still, it's still crazy right. to me. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, yikes. Yeah, so yeah, we're, we're doing good here. And of course, we are picking up where we left off on the mock draft yesterday with one change because we acknowledged this on the air yesterday. We said, what's going to happen if the results of Monday Night Football end up throwing us some curveball, right? And of course, the Saints lost. So it dropped their pick down to uh, 13 from, I believe they were previously 15. Correct. So, the change that has happened is they took Chris Olave because the Browns who picked immediately in front of them drafted Jamison Williams. Well, now that the saints with the loss have dropped to 13 and 13 is now new Orleans, 14 is Cleveland. We're going to flip them. We're going to say wide receiver. One is still going to be Jamison Williams. He's just now going to new Orleans and Chris Olave. Now is the wide receiver that gets drafted to the Browns at 16. The Pittsburgh Steelers were in this spot because with the win that Miami had, they moved up into a playoff spot. So their their pick that belongs to Philadelphia, uh, which was originally 15, is now at 19. You guys keeping up with all this? Uh, so mm-hmm. the Chargers or the Steelers who picked at 16 
slid down to 15. We're keeping their pick the same as Kenyon Green, so we are picking up where we left off with the exception of now the Chargers are unspoken for in the new 16th spot, and we're making 17 picks today. Did I? How'd I do? I do okay with that? Absolutely exceptional job, Kyle. Well, you know, we're... I'm surprised I'm coherent after the celebration we had last night. So I'm going to take that as a dub, um, which means I'm I'm doing evens, correct? I'm on the clock. With you are, the, that the is Chargers. correct, yes. Dun, 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 dun. And the Chargers are thrilled uh, that the Dolphins won and moved into a playoff spot because it now puts them in a position to pick the player that I originally gave to the Philadelphia Eagles and help boost <laughs> their pass rush, and that is Michigan edge defender David Ajabo. Yesterday, he went at 15 to the Eagles. Eagles pick courtesy of Miami. It's out of here. So now the Chargers, obviously they lost Melvin Ingram. They do have Joey Bosa. Man, the the opportunity to have a Jabo go into an environment where he's playing at Michigan opposite Aiden Hutchinson and has somebody else who can command a lot of attention and then go to an NFL team where you have a Bosa brother uh, that can command a lot of attention, allow you your fair share of one-on-ones. I love that opportunity for him. So a Jabo, relatively inexperienced, developing, blossoming, all-time tools player. He's going to go ahead and he's going to go to the Chargers and work with Bosa, and I love that fit for him, which was the same thought process that I invoked when I picked him to the Eagles yesterday. Man, speaking of the Eagles, remember when we did this a couple months ago and they had like three picks in the top 10? Well, now they have 19, 20, and 23. <laughs> yeah, we really were doing shifted. we were doing the, uh, the Tankathon watch in week six, yeah. and we yeah. had like three top eight picks. And yeah. – uh, Oh, the mighty have fallen. You got to play them all, right? All, all right. the games count. They all count the same, too. They it's do. weird, you know? Uh, 17 overall, the Raiders. Raiders. I really like this uh, This DeMarvin Leal defensive lineman standing out to me in a big way for them out of Texas A&M. Can play inside, can play some outside, but I just feel like he's kind of their type of player that they like on the interior. They've gotten good production out of Quentin Jefferson this year. And I think he's kind of cut from a similar cloth. And so um, good stylistic fit, good value at 17. I think it's an easy pick for the Raiders in this spot. Okay, so not an easy pick is the Ravens at 18. Um, Think about some of the needs that this team has. Uh, Liao would have been a great fit for them. I would have loved to have run that card in. So thanks Mm -hmm. a lot, Joe. Really Mm -hmm. appreciate you cutting Mm -hmm. me out there. Um, don't really love the edge defender group right now, but uh, Chris is one step ahead of me because he's pulled up the best available corners. And I think about what the, the Ravens do have. They, they might have to make some salary cap decisions uh, regarding Marcus Peters. Uh, Jimmy Smith is getting long in the tooth. Marlon Humphrey's been phenomenal, but there's no such thing as too many good corners. I think about Roger McCreary. Uh, who's been a player who has really helped himself throughout the course of the season. And and no, maybe he's not the longest. I know that's a big thing with him is he's big and physical, but he's not super long anatomically. I don't care. The guy can cover. He's got good ball production, uh, physical. He feels like a Baltimore Raven, and it's a position of value. It's a position of need. Those things marry together for Baltimore. So Roger McCreary, cornerback, Auburn, coming off the board here at 18. All right, we get to go back-to-back with the Eagles picks, and I'll leave – I'm going to leave a little fruit in the basket here for you here. Oh, thanks. I'm going to pick a brand player for the Eagles at a position of need, edge defender. We're going Jermaine Johnson out of Florida State. 
This guy had an insane year. I mean, the impact that he made, you can feel it was tangible every single time you watch that Seminoles defense. Mm -hmm. Good run defender, really good pass rusher, uses his hands, takes great angles, just such a natural feel for the game. And we know that, you know, Josh Sweat has really come on for them and, you know, they got him locked up. But the rest of that defensive end situation in Philly is is going to look a lot different next year. And this gives them a, a nice young player to, to add to the arsenal. And, you know, it's a position that we know Howie Roseman always prioritizes. So Philly here, it's interesting. You know, they drafted Landon Dickerson in the second round. And they know he's got center guard versatility. Um there's a part of me that's kind of inclined to draft Tyler Linderbaum and draft him as the replacement to, to Jason Kelsey, who's probably the best case scenario of a sub, like a, a 290 pound center in the NFL. Uh, Devin Lloyd would certainly be a needs pick, but the Eagles fan base would show up with uh, pitchforks in my front yard. If I yeah, made that too selection. Close. Yeah. Too close uh, to that. Yeah. They, they, they know I'm right down 95 a little bit. Um, They've kept swinging at wide receiver. Devontae Smith looks like he's a nice hit for them. You could probably afford to get more talent there based on the development of some of the guys that they have. Traylon Burks is available. Garrett Wilson's available. Kind of a tough spot. I think I'm going to take Linderbaum, though. I, I think his the opportunity for them to... Jalen Hurts has shown growth as a player. I don't think he's a perfect quarterback by any means i don't think he's a slam dunk quarterback of the future but in this especially in this quarterback class especially with them having uh, another pick coming up at another two picks and two teams that just took first round quarterbacks in the last two years between these picks i don't feel a lot of urgency to draft a quarterback at this point in time because i know joe's not going to trade for one so uh, that that's peace of mind for me in this exercise. Give me Linderbaum to groom to replace Jason Kelsey and keep really high level athleticism at the center position. I've got the Miami Dolphins here at number 21, the suddenly in the playoffs, Miami Dolphins eight and seven. What was that thing you told us? Uh, you were negative four the last time they won seven in a row. Well, here we are, um, man. There's so many interesting things that they could do with this pick. And I know the common thought that exists out there is for them to go with offensive line don't and not a bad idea but for the, love the dolphins God, have the most cap space in the nfl and they have some very clear opportunities to get even more cap space and so if i'm chris greer i'm using that money to go make a run at some free agent offensive linemen and get some known quant known commodities for that offensive line cal there's some wide receivers that i like here i think a guy like like uh, Traylon Burks would be really fun in that Devontae Parker role, who has proven to be kind of an inconsistent player for them. And if I'm not mistaken, there's an opportunity to get out of that contract as well. But the player that I always kind of come back to for Miami, and he's still hanging around, and you can tell me if this is a tired pick or not, but it's it's like Devin Lloyd, man, the, the Utah linebacker, pairing him with Jerome Baker on the second level, kind of giving them that do-everything guy with size that can play downhill into the line of scrimmage, but can also cover and gives you that range. I mean, that to me, that's exactly what this Dolphins defense would, would really love to have and would really even elevate, you know, a lot of what they have already in place. And so if it's not too tired of a pick at this point, I know that's kind of crazy for the end of December. I think it's great value at a position of need. And, and um, given the dynamics of what Miami has in terms of resources to continue adding to other spots, I feel like this is kind of, Kind of a logical selection. So I'm turning in the card, and I hope Kyle's happy. 
I am happy. You know, it is, it's been a popular pick, but it's a no brainer from a, you know, the player they have there right now is Elan and Roberts and he plays 45% of the snaps because you can't play him all passing downs. Well, if you got a guy who can do what Elan and Roberts does, but has pass coverage ability, uh, it really expands their ability to keep the same personnel on the field and do literally everything. And that's the yeah. identity of this team. So that that's a great pick. It is cool. Uh, New England Patriots at pick 22. Um, Jeez, I'm just looking at best available. And I, first of all, I can't believe Charles Cross is still on the board, but it's not a player that I'm going to pick. No, not for them. For, for the Patriots. You know, that's the one spot. They don't need help. They need help at wide receiver. Yep. Right. So they brought in Nelson Aguilar and paid him a decent amount of money. And uh, Kendrick Bourne and uh, the Nikhil Harry investment hasn't worked out. And he's been a guy who's been kind of lingered out there as a potential trade candidate. And that hasn't materialized yet. But, um, I'm going to go with a wide receiver, and I think about the wide receiver who I think makes the most sense for New England's style of play is you want to get some rack guys in the building. You want guys that can take things uh, in the intermediate and shorter areas of the field and create explosive plays, and I do think that is Garrett Wilson from Ohio State. I'm a little bit lower on him as far as projecting him as an outside receiver, but in a play-action-heavy offense that's really going to force the, those linebackers to suck up and and allow him to have a lot of space in the middle of the field to work as a slot receiver. I think the new England offense is one that would maximize Garrett Wilson's skill set to the utmost of his potential. All right. Philadelphia Eagles, their third first round pick. They go Jermaine Johnson edge Tyler Linderbaum center into your offensive lineman. And at 23, we are going to go to the wide receiver room because I'm not satisfied. There you go. There. There you I'm not go. satisfied there. And I'd, I'd love the idea of Traylon Burks, wide receiver, Arkansas, for this team, getting him going on those glance routes in the RPO game, getting him down the field. And, you know, it's it's a really nice complimentary skill set to go with Devontae Smith. And, you know, I know that they tried to get a player like this in uh, J.J. Arcega-Whiteside. Obviously, that really hasn't worked out. But that doesn't mean that you don't have a need for that type of a skill set. And, you know, Burks is a much more polished player uh, that has more versatility and more separation ability than uh, our Sega Whiteside. And so I think this is kind of that guy to really round out the the receiving core and give Jalen Hurts more to work with in this passing game. Okay, so the Arizona Cardinals are on the clock at 24. And Chris, what should you Can do they draft the- a coach? Is coach mm. an option at this? You know, Can you draft he, a coach? If you combined Cliff Kingsbury in September and October – and Brian Flores in November and December. <laughs> Super Bowl bound, baby. They yeah. go undefeated every season. It's unbelievable. The The cliff splits from first half of season to second half of season are ugly. Falls off a cliff. Yeah. Um, no, Kyle, no. We can't just let him get away with that. It falls off a cliff? Are you yeah. kidding me? I, You know, I was just going to get out of here. In one year no, he's out of here. here. I kicked uh, him out kick, of the room. Kicked his ass out. Good. He cannot participate in this. Uh, can pick. you pull up corners for me? I can. I can. They do need a They're couple They're saucy, Kyle. They're saucy over there. Uh, yeah, you know, he's he's the one that probably is jumping to me, too. Unfortunately, <laughs> I have to acknowledge another dad joke. I'm going to go ahead and take Sauce Garden. Uh, this is uh, J- Joe's... Had nice things to say about Sauce as the guy who scouts Cincinnati and uh, the 
transition away from Patrick Peterson. You know, they, they, I know they're relatively excited about Marco Wilson and what he flashed throughout the course of his playing time this year, but uh, getting more corners, especially in, in a division with the LA Rams uh, that you're going to have to account for. And, and like Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, uh, you need some studs in the secondary who can play some coverage and, and Gardner gives them that. I've got the bills at 25 and I am fully committed to, to investing in the trenches for the Buffalo Bills, whether that's O-line or D-line. Um, I know that cornerback's a common talking point, adding to the wide receiver core. Those are good talking points. Running back, those are good talking points. But the Bills oh, need man. to focus on those spots in the middle rounds, and you got to go with trench play. And I'll be honest, I don't love the options really in, in there, the trenches. There's, there's one. There's one. Is there one you like? Really? Yeah. yeah. I mean, Charles Cross isn't a fit. There's a guy that I like, but I'm I'm gonna I have my guy locked and loaded. I'm curious though, what what who did you have in mind here? Petit Freers played both sides. Yeah, but I, they their tackles are set with Brown and Dawkins. Um, I'm going. I'm the, call this a reach. I don't think it is. Zion Johnson into your I, offensive lineman. I almost Boston. took him at 24. Did you? Okay. Yeah. yeah not, he's a good player, and for for a Bills offensive line that I think needs to get a little bit more physical. Zion gives you that. I love his temperament. I love his control. Uh, he's good on the move. And so they like to do a lot of pin pole stuff. And Zion's just phenomenal at that type of concept. And he's good in space. He's a, he's a wall in pass protection. I think he's the type of guy that you can plug and play at left guard and feel like you have another answer up front as you really prioritize this offensive line and giving Josh Allen every opportunity to make plays behind a wall. And, and that's kind of where my mind's at with this Bills offense. So Cincinnati thrilled right now because Charles Cross is still on the board. You think about the volume in which Cincinnati with Joe Burrow likes to sling the pill around the yard. And uh, I know you got Jonah Williams, Jonah Williams, some positional versatility. Uh, As far as finding your best combination of five guys, putting Charles Cross as your blindside pass protector for Joe Burrow and getting into 26 in this mock is a home freaking run. And I am sprinting the card up on behalf of the Bengals and Joe Burrow. Yeah, nicely done. I've got the uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at 27. And every time I talk mock draft or kind of think about the the Buccaneers for what's going to happen next April, I always go back to I don't think they can run it back again. I think they're going to have to find a starter with their first round pick. Mm-hmm. And some of those free agents that they have, whether it's Alex Kappa or at, you know at, at right guard, um, Chris Godwin at receiver, who's unfortunately got an ACL tear. That's a that nine sticks. to twelve month thing that sucks. Um, I also think about uh, on the defense where where you know Indomitian Sue is you know he going to be back. And so whatever I do this, I think okay, what player on the board? fills one of those needs. And unfortunately the Tampa Bay in real life doesn't have that opportunity. The draft comes after, right? But uh, in, in our world, I do have that opportunity. And so um, mm, the player that I like, oh gosh, Kyle, this is tough. I I would break the hearts of Bucks fans if I said Chris Godwin walks, wouldn't I? I'd break their hearts. Yeah, it's not they, an ACL tear. Yeah, and it's they're in a tough spot. I mean, they are. you, you, you got to look at where do you have depth? Where do you have players lined up to, and where can you find replaceable talent? And, and I don't think it's outside the realm of possibility because Chris Godwin's probably going to want like $20 million. Yeah. And like, here's like another, low, 
and, and I'm going to say something that I haven't backed up in terms of looking at the data, but it feels to me like Tom Brady really hasn't thrived with rookie receivers throughout his career. Like, as I consider the, the two decades of Tom Brady that I've watched, I don't really remember a rookie receiver stepping in and really just fire on all cylinders with him. Well, I, don't the, th- I, th- I think that wasn't it the two tight end stuff with Gronk and Hernandez yeah, was like, that's where they really hit the ground running early with young guys. Yeah. And you've seen offensive linemen come in and do it. I don't know that. Is that something that they're going to be thinking about when they make this pick? Are they going to reach for an offensive lineman overtaking a player like Jahan Johnson, who's just staring me at me right in the face right now? Well, okay. Here, here's what's going to tip the scales. Chris Godwin has an ACL tear. He's a free yep. agent. The timing couldn't be worse. We're going with the receiver, Jahan Dotson, because if, if nothing else, it gives them insurance. Even if they bring back Chris Godwin, they don't have to rush him back because they'll have Jahan Dotson, who's a really good player out of Penn State. I think that was the right pick. All right. Good cool. pick, Joe. Good yeah, I really struggled right. through that one, guys. Sorry to take up time there. No, you're good. Um, Detroit had pick two, correct? So they, they got themselves Kayvon Thibodeau. I want to make sure I'm mm-hmm. correct in my thought process. Okay, yes, that, that is what played out yesterday. Chris, can you? I want you to keep it on best available, but I would like you to scroll down and put the guy who's at 30 at like the top row. I just want to see like the next best five guys or so. Jeez, this stinks. Okay, so here's this has been a very popular landing spot for Traylon Burks, right? But Traylon Burks is gone. He's been drafted already because the Rams have won a couple of games and pushed this up uh, to pick 28, uh, which unfortunate for the hearts of Lions fans that were hoping to get Traylon Burks. I think I'm going to draft Drake London out of USC. This is a size guy. He plays very physical, a lot of rack, whether it's Jared Goff next year or somebody else having another guy who can win with the ball in his hands, but has size and physicality, which we're always going to associate with the Detroit Lions under Dan Campbell. And uh, hey, you know, the Amon Ross St. Brown thing's working out pretty well for USC wide receivers. So why don't you go ahead and add another piece to the puzzle? This guy's got outside flexibility, inside flexibility, can line up in a bunch of different spots, got good ball scales, good rack. Um, and, and I think he's available here because he did get hurt at the end of October and missed the last month of the season. And I think that kind of took some of the wind out of his sails for just how good he was playing. So I'm going to make Drake London a wide receiver USC to pick here for the Lions. Number 29, the Tennessee Titans. Kyle, how do you say this offensive, offensive tackle out of Ohio State's name? Nicholas Petit Freer. All right. So that's the pick for... <laughs> Listen, man, your draft night. You're gonna have to talk about this guy, and you're gonna have. To oh, he's to Kyle's anything. region. He's Kyle's region. Yeah, you know, you know, I'm gonna defer to Kyle. He watched a lot of tape on him. He wrote the report. <laughs> Watch so. it be the Bills pick, and I have to do it. You know, <laughs> you'll, be, you'll be with him for a decade now. Nicholas Petit Freer. I can do it. Freer, Freer, Freer. Because okay. I always Freer. did Petit Freer, but it's Petit Freer. Okay. All right. We got three, four months to figure this out. He's a stud. Uh, though. He's a stud. <laughs> yeah. Well, and they need a stud, right, at, at one of these tackle spots. I know Taylor Luan's a good player at left tackle, but that right tackle thing's been a problem for them. And they drafted Dylan Radunes, who looks like he might be an interior player from them, and that that's fine. Isaiah but they still Wilson. need a right tackle. Yeah, that you know that's not working out. I know he's on the Giants, right? I don't know how that's going. Yeah. We'll have to 
check in there. But um, I think, look, he's a long-term starter at Ohio State, has played the right side, he's physical, and I just feel like for the style of offense they want to run, they need to have this type of player to solidify the offensive line and give the quarterback time to work and, and get this run game going. And so he is the pick out of Ohio State, Nicholas Petit Freer. Freer, yep, nailed it. And right. um, what I like about this pick is Ohio State runs a ton of zone concepts, right? Mm-hmm. And, and Tennessee with Henry running zone. Uh, he, I think he is a better natural left tackle than he is a right tackle. But at the same time, Taylor the one get a little long in the tooth, right? So you may have an opportunity to to have a six a long term succession plan there if you want to, and uh, probably not dissimilar to what we may see from the Detroit Lions with Taylor Decker versus Penny Sewell. Yeah. So I, I like that for Tennessee quite a bit. Uh, Dallas Cowboys picking at 30. There are two stud players staring me right in the face. How much more fun is it doing mocks now versus doing them back in August when a lot yeah. of these guys hadn't manifested their their themselves in their draft stock? It is a lot funner. One thing that I think about with with Dallas is, do we think Dan Quinn gets plucked as to be a head coach, and does that does that change the style of defense? You know, it may. Yeah, but um, because that that defense is balling, right? Yeah. Um, I think I'm gonna take. It's between it's between three guys actually: Trayvon Walker, Edge, Georgia; Jaquan Brisker, Safety, Penn State; and Daxton Hill, defensive <laughs> back from Michigan. Um, Daxton Hill stepping down and playing nickel this year has been a really fun development, and he's shown himself to be pretty versatile. But if I think about the Dan Quinn defense, and if I am drafting for the Dan Quinn defense, and I get a chance to add Jaquan Brisker, where I know we're going to play a lot of cover three, he's not going to have to go sideline to sideline. He's middle third. His instincts can really. Uh, shine in that capacity and not charge him with playing in too much range because I know true like raw range uh, as compared to a guy like Malik Hooker a couple years ago is one of the big questions about you know what he does or doesn't have. Brisker playing in the Quinn defense where you're you're playing middle third uh, puts him in the best position to be successful and I really like that fit for Dallas. Let's get weird here. I got the Chiefs at 31. Uh, we're gonna get weird on a couple of these. Let's go. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Wide receiver George Pickens out of Georgia. Oh, my Lord. Woo! The way that you felt when I said that was like, oh, my God, they got Pickens, right? Like this type of receiver to go with Hill and Kelsey. And, you know, let's face it, the the Chiefs need to add more to the weaponry here. And they got some contracts that are expiring with the receivers, and they just need more there. And they could be the beneficiary of Pickens really not playing this year as he was injured. And looks like he's going to – be able to go in the in the playoffs here, but you know I still think that there's probably some lack of comfort that's going to exist for him to really be a higher pick, like his skill set demands, and so I think that could be a reward for Kansas City, a, a risk that I'm sure they'd be willing to take, and um, give Patrick Mahomes like a guy that's a true X receiver to go with the rest of what they have to really advance this offense moving forward and you know, build upon what they've been able to accomplish where it feels like, you know, they're not the same. They're an, an amazing offense, but it's maybe not the same caliber that it's been the last few years. And I think that's because they don't have this type of receiver to go with the rest of what's going on there. And they've got some nice young offensive linemen. But to me, this kind of puts them over the top and 
makes them really scary once again. Okay. Um, the Packers at 32. And this has been a popular spot for offensive tackle. I know Trevor Penning's been been somebody that makes sense here. Uh, you get an interior defensive line that, that makes a lot of sense. You can go that route as well. But I think one of the storylines that's going to be really interesting to watch is what ends up happening with Zadarius Smith, uh, who's been reported to be unhappy with the Packers. I believe they exercised uh, an option in his contract uh, that um, – we we could end up seeing, I know there were some, some whispers of potential trade being requested and so on and so forth. Trayvon Walker stepping into that kind of a role was a Darius Smith who reduces down and plays inside and has the athleticism to stand up on the edge. I love the potential for a, again, a succession plan because that's what so many of these teams picking at the back end of the draft. You just want to make sure you're reloaded instead of having to rebuild. And if you do need to end up moving on from Zadarius Smith, uh, you got Rayshon Gary, uh, you've got Preston Smith for the time being as well, uh, but getting another high upside, and, and there's few guys that have a higher ceiling than what Trayvon Walker presents, uh, is an opportunity that's too good to pass up at 32. So I'm making him the pick at 32 for the Packers. I like how the end of this draft came together, man. We made some... Some fun picks that I think had some good foresight in mind and some good value. Yeah, and uh, some some fresh names in yeah. new places too. Uh, mm-hmm. Obviously, with us getting down to crunch time, the uh, the actual order of the draft is not going to change too dramatically here uh, versus when we did it in November, when you've got half the league is five hundred. You know, things can can change pretty dramatically and. I think we saw that with a couple of teams in new spots as evidenced by what we talked about with the Eagles and them having three picks in the twenties instead of three picks in the top 12, which they've been enjoying for three months of MDM experience. So (laughs) um, this was, this was uh, the most fun mock that I've had us do yet personally on, on the show. So the Eagles coming away with Johnson Linderbaum and Burks, despite a massive tumble. (laughs) I mean, yeah, you guys did pretty well. Right. <laughs> you did pretty well, so nothing to be upset about there. We like to think we did pretty well as well, and we hope you guys thought so as well. And if you did, make sure you hit subscribe. Follow along Draft Dudes Podcast, getting closer and closer to the end of the regular season, but that just means the party's getting started here on Draft Dudes. So make sure you check it out again. We're back tomorrow. Kyle Krabs, Joe Marino, Chris Schubert. Thanks, as always, for listening to the Draft Dudes Podcast. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.